Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to another episode here of the Giant Take Podcast. I am Josh, and I'm always joined by my co-host, Alex. This is episode 79 um, of the Giant Take. Got some more Giants news this week. Um, A recurring theme now of two weeks in a row, posting the episode on a Thursday. Once again, we don't have a set schedule for the offseason. And annoyingly enough, um, two things that we wanted to mention uh, or you know, didn't mention last episode happened like the day after or the night of um, after we recorded the episode. So it was very annoying. So we'll get to that right now. And the first thing, or whoa, 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 what am I doing? I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Alex, let me address that you're here. I already did, but Alex is here. Um, I'm doing well. How are you today, Alex? I'm doing fantastic. Um, Super Bowl this weekend. I am doing fantastic, actually. I'm I'm doing, you know what? I'm doing brilliant. Um, I'm excited to talk about some Giants. We don't really have much to talk about in terms of Giants. I mean, we do actually, no, I'm just kidding. We actually do have a decent amount to talk about, but um, I'm excited to talk about that. And uh, we got some big news in general around the NFL, so I'm excited to talk about that as well um, and kind of what how that could relate to the Giants. Not that it really does, but who knows? Maybe we make a trade. Um, but besides that, I'm doing good, and uh, I'm excited for Super Bowl weekend. Yeah, I've never heard someone really describe themselves as brilliant. I mean, unless like you're you're doing brilliant. I feel like that's a physical trait, right? You are brilliant, not you're doing brilliant. Is that? I mean, that's fair, but you know, we're it's a first time for everything. So yeah, I'm <laughs> doing brilliant. All right, Alex is doing brilliant. He's ready to kick this one off. Um, obviously, we'll get to the Stafford golf trade, as most of you listeners who follow the NFL know that that did go down. And Alex mentioned, you know, Giants and trading. This Deshaun Watson thing, if it wasn't a push, a far out push already with the Giants, like, you know, dreaming, hoping, thinking that they're in it, uh, I think you're kind of out of that now. But first of all, so anyway, this happened before we posted, but after we recorded, I think, but before we posted last week's episode on Thursday, um, Jeremy Pruitt, former Alabama defensive back coach, 
Florida State defensive back coach, Georgia defensive back coach, and Tennessee head coach from 2018 to this past year, 2020, has been hired by the New York Giants. No role specifically yet with the team, um, but you would think he's either going to be an assistant or a coach on the defensive side of the ball because that's his main strength. Uh, And then another coaching hire, but not yet. It's going to be an interview. Um, The Giants will interview Mike Devlin for the offensive line coach job. He was the Jets assistant coach from 2006 to 2014. He's now the Texans offensive line coach from 2015 to now. Texans offensive line, I've never really, like, you know, I haven't heard them nationally recognized um, is, I guess, what I'll say for, for that. I'm sure they're okay. I mean, you have to think of Deshaun Watson, right? And he's a very good quarterback, but he's also known to be able to scramble a lot of the time. So it's not like one of those Indianapolis Colts best offensive line in the NFL, but we can't just expect the Giants to hire the best offensive line coach in the NFL. So I think interesting, and we'll see what happens. Obviously, no one has been named yet, but just um, one of the guys that I've heard who's going to get interviewed by the Giants for the job. Yep, and uh, moving to the latest mock drafts that we're going to go through every week here. PFF has Devontae Smith going to the New York Football Giants, which is kind of crazy, but maybe. But then again, you know, it's my friends at PFF, so who knows? They could be right about this one. I really hope they're right. CBS Sports has Kyle Pitts going at number 11. Um, NFL.com has Gregory Rousseau, um, the edge rusher out of uh, Miami. And The Athletic has Kyle Pitts as well of the Florida Gators. So some similar things that we saw in last week's mock drafts and what was it the week before also. So um, we're, we're seeing similar things. Haven't seen a Devonta Smith in there before. So that's a cool new one we're seeing. Um, usually as we get closer, the wide receivers kind of slowly and slowly kind of fall down the board a little bit in mocks. I mean, I remember last year we were seeing Jerry Judy, C.D. Lamb in the top 10 in those mocks, um, but it it didn't end up happening. So maybe that's a good sign. Uh, And maybe Devontae Smith or Jamar Chase, one of those guys, does actually fall to 11. Yeah, we went through a few of them last week. Um, Obviously, Alex, if you want to go hear Alex talk about Mel Kuyper's mock draft, we had a little laugh about that one. I believe that was last week, right? Yeah, that was last week. Yeah, so, I mean... You know, if you want to go listen to that, I'm not going to give it away. Let's just say Alex was not so pleased with Mel Kuyper's mock draft. So if you want to go take a listen to that, um, you can hear it. I, I think he had us taking Kyle Pitts. So a lot of Kyle Pitts is coming up. Um, they really think that the Giants will take a tight end. And, you know, I'm starting to slowly kind of get into, uh, you know, that headspace of thinking that. So maybe it's a possibility. We'll have to see what happens. Some other stuff that I have here. Um, the Vikings are going to interview wide receivers coach Tyke Tolbert um, this week for their vacant offensive coordinator position. Um, I I mean, Tolbert doesn't really have much to work with uh, with the Giants wide receivers. I'll just say that. You know, that's why we're kind of looking for a wide receiver in the draft or in free agency. So if they want to hire him as the offensive coordinator, okay. Um, not someone I really would want to go like a Jason Garrett, quote unquote. But, um, you know... Tyke Tolbert, I think it's okay. We can find a wide receivers coach out there. And just some recent news, actually, within the day, um, is that the uh, Thomas Stallworth, who has been the Giants' assistant strength coach since 2018, is leaving to become the Falcons' head strength coach. So congratulations to Thomas Stallworth. Um, I don't think we're going to be missing you that much here on the Giants. But just some things I, I, I just found there. And then... 
Um, one thing that you know kind of made my heart warm yesterday, uh, and who I'm rooting for in the Super Bowl, OCU Manura um, was <laughs> called on, uh, you know, during the press conference, and JPP said hi to him, and there is an interaction between them two, and OC didn't even have a question. He just flat out said, he's like, I, 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 JVB, I don't even have a question. I just wanted to know how you're doing, man. And it was it was super cool, um, you know, to hear those former teammates talk. And then you think about it uh, on the Kansas City Chiefs side, uh, you also have Spags, Steve Spagnola, um, going to another Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs. So OCU Manura said a quick hello to him as well. So that was pretty cool. And just some stuff I wanted to mention, um, you know, cool to see that. Yeah, and don't forget about our uh, friend Mike Remmers. He's also on the Chiefs. I, I assume, you know, you would never forget that. Obviously, he's, you know, one of the greatest of all time offensive tackles in Giants history. Um, moving to the big news of the past week. Jared Goff for Matthew Stafford. Big, big news. Really shifts the Rams into Super Bowl contenders. Basically, the Rams get Matthew Stafford. And uh, the Lions end up getting Jared Goff two first-round picks, and a third-round pick. Um, And basically, those picks are uh, a third round in 2021, a first round in 2022, a first round in 2023. uh, And I believe, yep, that's all the picks there. Um, So that deal is going to uh, go through on March 17th when the new league year, uh, you know, starts. So big news here. The Rams now have an offense with Matthew Stafford, um, who is, I think we can all say, a better quarterback than Jared Goff. Um, I I think there's no denying that. But is he two first-round picks and a third-round pick better than Jared Goff? That's the real question. Yeah, and I think we should stay on this and just discuss this for a minute. Uh, I think we, when the news broke, um, I I think I texted you like Stafford to the Rams or something. And you go, what? And then you obviously, we both found it out. The picks uh, came along a little bit later, I believe. Um, And turns out Matthew Stafford and head coach of the Rams, Sean McVay, were staying in like the same area, resort or whatever. And and, and I I don't know the exact details. They were staying in somewhere different. Who knows if this was pre-planned, but they went out to dinner after the fact um, and celebrated the new arrival of the quarterback. So whatever the deal is with that, maybe this was planned in the making and, you know, McVay and Stafford were like, you know, let's head out and party on the beach or whatever they were doing at the resort. I have no idea, but I just heard about that. Um, Lions stole this, this, uh, this trade. I, everyone's saying this is an even trade. This is an even trade. Matthew Stafford is a great quarterback. I think he's very underrated still, even though he's getting older and older each year. But he's still a very underrated, very good top 10, debatably top five quarterback in the NFL. Is it worth two first round picks, a third round pick, and, you know, a talent in Jared Goff who hasn't had the biggest, uh, you know, past year, but is a Super Bowl quarterback? And that's something we have to think about. No, um, I, I think I think the Lions won this trade. So good for them. They get two first rounders. It shouldn't affect us that much besides you know, that Jared Goff is coming, you know, to, to Detroit. Is that really going to affect us? I mean, what are we going to, are we going to see them in the championship or something? Like what, you know, is, is that, is that, that really the Detroit Lions, New York Giants, NFC championship game? I, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. So if you're worried about Jared Goff coming to the, to the NFC, I think you should be okay. Or they're both in the NFC. What am I thinking? Are we going to see Stafford or Goff? In the NFC Championship, we'll have to wait and see, but I don't think something you know 
Giants fans should judge it as an NFL trade, not affecting the team that much. I am talking too long. Go ahead, Alex. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And I think people do forget that Goff is a Super Bowl quarterback, right? Obviously, he didn't win it, but he did make it to the Super Bowl. So people have to remember that. Obviously, former number one pick in what, 2015, 2016? Um, 2016, I believe. So you can't exactly count him out. So I think the Lions have a good situation here. They have two first round picks now and a third round pick um, extra from what they already had. They try Jared Goff. If he turns out to work out, they can build around him. He's still young. If not, they draft a new quarterback. There's, it's really a win-win for them. The only reason the Rams would do this trade and the reason they did it is because they seriously think that they could have gotten to the Super Bowl with a better quarterback. So I guess that'll be the test next season. But as soon as this trade went down and we kind of heard the details, I texted Josh, what is this going to mean for Deshaun Watson? Because you're looking at Deshaun Watson, who at the moment is a better quarterback than Matthew Stafford at the moment. Maybe they're close, right? Maybe they're close. You can argue that. But in the future... Matthew Stafford, you can't see me because, you know, this is a podcast, not a video, but Matthew Stafford is going down. He's not getting any better, right? He's he's already at his peak. He's at his prime. Deshaun Watson hasn't even gotten to his prime yet. Deshaun Watson has 10, maybe even 15 years left in the uh, in the NFL, considering how long people, uh, quarterbacks we see are going now, maybe probably less because he is a little bit more mobile, but Imagine the value. Imagine the haul that Houston's going to want now for Deshaun Watson. We're talking, is it three first-round picks, two first-round picks, and a player? It's way more now. The value of Deshaun Watson is probably five first-round picks, maybe even another player. So that's a crazy thing to think about. So as much as, you know, the Giants, we might have wanted him, I think the value is too high. Yes, we're talking about the Texans, but they don't have Bill O'Brien anymore, so they're not going to trade him for a bag of chips. We're going to have to see what happens, but that was something that went through my mind, and I'm really interested to see what happens. I am as well, Alex, and I think one thing we also saw recently was with um, Derek Carr of the of the Oakland Raiders and their interest in him, and do we see a Carr versus Deshaun Watson, um, or not versus, but a, a trade deal with, with both of them. I think Derek Carr is not as good of a quarterback uh, bull take as Jared Goff, to be honest. Um, Jared Goff has had pretty good weapons in Cooper Cup, Brandon Cooks, um, and and those guys, Josh Reynolds recently as well, and that that other player, that I, Robert Woods, there we go. Um, and, you know, we'll have to see what he does with um, in, in Detroit with those guys. And actually one thing I want to touch on too, just before I, you know, you don't have to comment on this, Alex in Detroit, you have to think about what's going to go on with the receivers. We got a new quarterback in Jared Goff, right? And this is a team that's going to trust in Goff, um, you know, kind of voice his opinion and kind of felt that the Rams didn't really give him a chance. Didn't really trust him. Didn't like him with the ball. And we obviously had the quarterback who never played in the NFL before starting over Goff. Obviously he was a little injured. He came in eventually, but you know, they didn't really trust him. So now he's got a team that trusts him. We have Kenny Galladay on a contract year who could be a Giants free agent target. I wrote an article on that on the Giant Take that com. Go check that out. Um, sneak plug. I'm sorry. Had to come out. Um, and, and we have Marvin Jones, who's a pretty good player as well. We have to see what they do with the wide receiver position, but especially Kenny Galladay. Look out for as he's a free agent now. Um, next thing on the list here, Saquon Barkley. He went on a podcast the other day. He said he's doing well in the recovery process, but won't give an exact date to when he comes back. 
Um, go check out my episode that I did on the Chat Fantasy Football Podcast, a really good one with them. They asked me about Saquon. I expect him to be back week one of the NFL season. If not, since his recovery process is going pretty well, I'm hoping that he's back by, I would say, week three. I mean, this guy is a workhorse, and I think he'll do pretty well in, in his recovery. I think OBJ will, you know, very much help him out. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what he's doing with Odell. But, um, you know, I, I really hope he's back by week one and everything's good there. And then our final thing on the list, just banging them out. Sorry, Alex. I know this you might have you, – you'll touch on it. Eli Manning, uh, you know, once again, this happened last week, but we want to mention anyway – Hopefully he'll come on the team as an advisory role. It looked like he was talking to John Mara last week about it, and I would hope he does. He joined the Giants, and it's either you know just a role talking with the players, just something as simple as that, or kind of something as you know simple as a scout. Um, you know, goes with the team on their trips to not this year at the combine, but maybe next year at the combine and talks to prospects and be like, New York's the home for you, as obviously he spent his whole career here. I think that's a good role for him, but I really hope he joins the Giants system. If he doesn't, I think that's also fine because he'll still be in the building a lot. I mean, it's Eli Manning. It's it's the Giant for life. So whether he's in a role officially with the Giants or not, I think players will still see him and interact with him in the building no matter what. Go ahead. Let Eli do whatever he wants. If he wants to join, he gets to join. If he doesn't want to join, he can sit at home. I don't really care. I Let him do what he wants. We love Eli Manning. He can just do whatever he wants. I'm just, I, I don't, I don't feel, I feel bad telling him what to do, giving my opinion on the topic. So I'm just going to move on. <laughs> so obviously we mentioned last episode that we're going to be doing our rankings our continued rankings of the Giants 2020 season uh, in terms of each position group and how we felt each one did. Today we're in D line and linebackers. Um, so we have five tiers. We have awful, which hopefully no one will be in, below expected, average, above expected, and great. Um, and those are the five tiers that we will be ranking people in. So we are going to start with the main man, Sexy Dexy, Dexter Lawrence. He is going to go in above expected for me. He was absolutely fantastic this year. Um, I could have put him in great but I don't think, you know, for a player, he was obviously the 17th pick overall in 2019. We had high expectations for him. And I think he's lived up to that and a little bit beyond. But uh, I'm going to put him in the above expected tier. Well, I would think, Alex, since you did actually say he's been fantastic this year, that he was going in the, you said he's going in the above expected tier. He was fantastic this year. I would think a fantastic quality player um, would actually be, in the um in the great tier but whatever it is i haven't been above expected as well i mean he had a, a tremendous season alex um as you want to say but for me uh, he had the second most sacks on the year uh, tied with kyler fackrell with with four and then you know with tackles as well um you have to get his name in there as he had a good amount of tackles as well in the year uh with, with about 30 which is Nothing crazy. Now that we have Blake Martinez, the tackle standards on the Giants is a little bit higher than you would think. But, you know, he got a good amount of tackles. He got a good amount of sacks. And he is what you want to see from a first-round pick. And seven tackles for loss, something you want to talk about too if you want to go into stats there. Next player on the list, um, RJ McIntosh. Uh, I didn't know this man was still on the team. I thought he got cut. 
Did not see him once in the snaps this year. Saw him a little bit last year. I think in the preseason, it was a whole thing with him and Austin Johnson, right? Like, who's going to be that guy uh, staying? And it turns out McIntosh, he didn't do anything for the team. So we're not grading him, I don't think. I'm not putting him on, on the rating. Next up on the list, though, is going to be the man, Dalvin Tomlinson. And this is the thing, Leonard Williams versus Dalvin Tomlinson. We'll be able to talk about this all offseason or until one of them signs or both of them signs or none of them signs, whatever it is. Um, he's going to also go on my above expected. Wasn't great this year. Um, one man that is going to be uh, facing him, you know, for contract, I haven't great. So there's already a, pre- a preview to that. But, you know, yeah, I do have him in in above expected. Alex, I, I'm able to see Alex here. So he's got something to tell me, uh, I think, on the other end. He's very confused in my above expected. So, yeah, Alex, go ahead. I'm not confused in above expected. I have Dalvin Tomlinson in above expected as well. But you saying he didn't have a great season, is it – I thought he had a very solid season. I thought he did very well. Maybe his numbers didn't go up to par with players like Dexter Lawrence and obviously Leonard Williams putting up bigger numbers than him. But really, in the run game, he was fantastic. He absolutely shut down the run game against a lot of different teams. And him, Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence were kind of that dynamic trio there on the defensive line. And uh, I I really liked what I saw from him. I also tend to like Dalvin Tomlinson a lot as a person, um, following him on social media and stuff like that. So I'm a little bit connected to him. But... Dalvin Tomlinson in above expect. Yeah, and Austin Johnson actually still on the Giants, so I don't know like what I'm talking about, uh, you know, in in that type of thing. I think he's still with the team. Um, so I, I was saying that they were fighting out for the spot, but basically he recorded a sack and he did he had a forced fumble um, that we have to remember against the Rams. So okay, good job, Austin Johnson. I'm putting you in the average tier because. You at least had some playing time where McIntosh, we couldn't find anything on him. So we're going to have to put him, you know, we didn't rank him. But Austin Johnson, you know, I'll put him in the average tier. And then I guess he, you know, I'll move on to the next one. The man himself, Leonard Williams, He he's in the great tier. He has to be in the great tier. If you don't have him in the great tier, Alex, there's something wrong with you. Because um, this man had an unbelievable year. We were debating that the fifth round pick that we gave up for him was too much. This guy had 11 and a half stacks this year. He just had a great year. And I mean, he's someone that I just have to put um, in the great tier. He also led the Giants in tackles for loss with 15 and a half tackles for loss. I mean, come on, does it get even better than that? It doesn't. Uh, On the Giants, at least. You can go on other teams, but on the Giants, best player on the defense this year. Um, no, maybe. We'll get to it in a little bit. Um, I have to think about it, but best player on the D-line. There you go. I got that. But Leonard Williams in the great tier. I have nothing else to say either. Leonard Williams in great. There's some other guys who deserve to be in there, maybe like Dexter Lawrence, like we mentioned earlier. But if you're comparing him to some people in the great, like Leonard Williams, maybe he doesn't. So I'm going to have... Leonard Williams in the great tier. I thought he had a very, 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 very fantastic season. So that's the tier there. Um, For BJ Hill, next on the list, BJ Hill had one sack and he didn't really do much of anything. Um, He played a decent amount of snaps. I thought I I remember seeing him quite a bit over the season. For me, it was like, did he do anything that was good enough 
for him to be anywhere above average. No, so I'm going to keep him in the average tier. Just not enough action for me to really rate him properly and not enough big moments for me to put him any higher than average. Yeah, I remember early in the year he had a sack on Trubisky, and that was really all I saw, (laughs) or all I remember from B.J. Hill. It wasn't really much else besides that. He had 15 tackles and one sack that I just pulled it up. So it's really nothing that I can go a little, like, uh, above expected. You know, 15 tackles. Good job, B.J. Hill. Congrats, you know, but... Good for BJ Hill. Um, he's still on the team. We'll see what happens uh, next year with him. Maybe he'll get a bit of progression. But let's go on to the next player. Uh, why don't we here? And that'll be Nico Lalos. The man. I mean, do we have to? Do we put him in great? I mean, uh, he, he looked like such a, fun, a fan favorite um, for players and the fans. I mean, it looked like the players celebrating with him. He just seemed like a really good locker room guy. For me, I'm just going to have to put him in average just of how much, you know, he played. I'm going to have to put him in. Um, Yeah, yeah, I'm going to have to put him in average. He had the one fumble, but I can't, I can't, I can't do that. Or was it a pick? It was a pick, but very disrespectful, Josh. Very disrespectful. What did we expect out of Nico Lalos? Nothing. What did he produce? One interception and a really cool fan favorite moment. That puts him in above average. Great job, Nico Lalos. We'll see you next year in the great tier, I'm sure. And next up, we have um, Jabal Sheard. He didn't do much, but he did have a couple big moments. Um, One and a half sacks during the season. But he did have that forced fumble against... um, What team was it again? It was the Bengals, right? Um, Where we were really struggling to win that game. And he was able to get the ball out of the quarterback's hand with some pressure from... Um, Leonard Williams as well so good play there I'm gonna put him in average because obviously he's a bit more of an established player than someone or a lot more established than someone like Nico Lalo so I'm gonna put him in average Jabal Sheard for me uh, is in the average tier as well Um, you know that's where I'm gonna put him it was a signing in free agency and it didn't really go to much I mean Carter Coughlin another player didn't really see much of but when he played I mean what I mean was he he was okay. I mean, I, I really don't know what to say here uh, for, for him. Um, I mean, I'm going over to his stats now. One sack, 17 combined total. He's going an average. Um, then that's where I have that's where I have Carter Coughlin. Yeah, I have him an average as well. Um, again, like Josh says, not much to say. And next player, Trent Harris. I mean, half a sack. No. <laughs> Average for Trent Harris. I'm not going to say anything else. Yeah, uh, Trent Harris also, you know, average. I I, I don't want to be rude to these players. Um, so that's where we're, that's where we've been putting them right now. Uh, and then Lorenzo Carter, man. How? Oh, that sucks. I mean, he wasn't able to play, and we were hoping to see more from him. So I have to I have to put him in. You know, if anything, put him in average. Um, weren't able to see him on the field as much as we wanted. Hopefully next year. We'll see something different and something better. But from when he played one sack and he had 15 total uh, tackles. So just average for for Lorenzo Carter, average for Trent Harris. Yeah, I'm going to put Lorenzo Carter in average as well. Um, And before we get to the man, the myth, the legend, I'm actually going to go out of order here. Um, I'm going to go TJ Brunson and David Mayo here because they're kind of, let's be honest, not too relevant to the Giants season. TJ Brunson, 
didn't do anything at all, really. Um, and he is going to be an average. David Mayo is also going to be an average because he also didn't really do anything. Um, and that's all I'm going to say because he's David Mayo. Um, and it's just not worth talking about David Mayo. David Mayo, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Ha- come on the podcast. We can talk about you some more. Um, but the man is it? Sorry. 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 Wow. You're about to go to the man, the myth, the legend. But um, do we put any of these guys in below average or we just we just stick it with all average? I mean, at, at some I mean, point. David Mayo could go in below average. I mean, what did he do exactly? What did TK Brunson do, though? David Mayo below average. How about that? I Sorry, know. David Mayo, because I know he's a fan of the show. But <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go David Mayo below average, TJ Brunson average, and the man, the myth, the legend, Tay Crowder in above average, but in parentheses great because what he did this season was truly extraordinary. Mr. Irrelevant was completely more relevant than David Mayo and TJ Brunson. Um, so I was very excited to see what he could do. And I'm going to have Tay Crowder in above average parentheses great. Agree with Alex for everything. So average for the from Mr. Brunson and then below expectations for David Mayo because actually that is that is true. I think if we're gonna put someone it shouldn't be a rookie in below in, in below expectations. So yeah, good job by us. Um more like good job by Alex. You said that. So, you know, there we go. And then Tay Crowder, man, Mr. Irrelevant. Uh and like like Alex says, the man, the myth, the legend. Um touchdown. Who would, have, who would have thought that Tay Crowder, when we took him at the Mr. Irrelevant spot, would have a touchdown? But he did. Uh, one second, 57 tackles. Joe Judge and the defense believed in him for most of the season or when he was able to get the opportunity. He basically seized the opportunity. So good job by you, Mr. Tay Crowder, Mr. Irrelevant, whatever you want to call him. He's going in both of our above expectations here um, on the tier list. Next one is going to be TJ Brunson, David Mayo, we already covered that. I'm going in order of the depth chart I have here. So next up is another man, myth, and legend, the tackle leader for the New York Giants this season. The man who had, what is it? what was it, 151 tackles on the year, behind him being Logan Ryan, 86 solo, three sacks, and 11 tackles for loss. He had a pick as well. He's going in great. It's Blake Martinez. I, I It has to be. It has to be. And uh, Blake Martinez coming into this season, we were joking about him. His Madden rating was low on the Packers. He did nothing, you know, I mean, or not, he didn't do anything. We knew he was a tackle leader, but I mean, another guy who I think is a really good guy in the locker room and stuff like that. Looks like a really nice guy, just a great all around person. So he's going in the great tier. He's going to go in the great tier for me as well. 30, uh, not 33, three sacks as well in the season, two forced fumbles and an interception. So pretty good from him. Very good from him. That's why he's in my great tier as well. Um, and I'm very happy with how he has done this season. Obviously we were doubtful about him at the start, but there's some, there's no doubts anymore. Um, but you know who do we do have some doubts about? Devontae Downs. Devontae Downs was not good. Devontae Downs was very bad. Devontae Downs was very close to awful. Devontae Downs, because I'm going to be so nice to Devontae Downs, because to be fair, he was the seventh round pick in the 2018 draft, 225th overall. Not that that's an excuse for him because he's been in the league for three years, but I'm going to go below expectations for Devontae Downs. Devontae Downs was terrible, but I feel bad. We had no one else in awful. Devontae Downs is the last one, I believe. He's going in below expectations. 
All right, and then the final two for this section uh, of the podcast is going to be more rookies. Kyler Fackrell, no, not, well, yes, more a rookie involved, sorry. Kyler Fackrell and then Cam Brown. So I think both of them, I think they go on average, right? I mean, what I mean, what are we going to say here for these for these guys? Um, you know, Kyler Fackrell, they were both on the field. I mean, for a good amount, they got their chances. I mean, I think Kyler Fackrell did, did, did that. Messing up my words here did definitely get more chances than Cam Brown, but I think both of them are going to go on average for me. Um, you know, Alex, your thoughts on this? Cam Brown's going to go in above expectations for me. I thought he was pretty solid when he was on the field, actually. Got a force fumble, so um, I thought he was decent for a six-round pick. We didn't have high expectations going into the season, so I'll put him in above average. Just going to be nice to another one of our uh, rookies that we had this season. And also um, for... Mr. Kyler Fackrell, he was average. He didn't really do anything. Yes, his stats kind of speak otherwise. Not that his stats are insane, but I'm going to put him in average. Just didn't feel like he got enough pressure on the edge um, for most of the season. Yeah, so that's going to be uh, that's going to be it for this week, um, Alex. Just just what he was saying, just to you know let you guys know. For Kyler Fackrell, his stats speak otherwise, meaning he had four sacks on the year and also 34 tackles combined. So. Yeah, I have him in average anyway, so let me just read it off real quick, and then we'll go to our next thing here. For the Giants defensive line and linebacker tiers for the 2020-2021 New York Giants season and the great section, Leonard Williams for both of us, Blake Martinez for both of us, Tay the Man Crowder, as Alex said, for the great section. Above expectations, Sexy Dexy for both of us, Dalvin Tomlinson for both of us, Nico Lalos for Alex. I When I think of Nico Lalos, I always think of Bob Papa's voice when he gets it and he goes, Nico Lalos, every time. Like that's that's what pops into my head every time, every time. Tay Crowder is me. Um, and then Cam Brown for Alex and above expected for average. Austin Johnson for both of us. BJ Hill for both of us. Nico Lalos for me. I, damn it, I did it again. Javal Sheard for both of us. Carter Coffin for both of us. Trent Harris for both of us. Lorenzo Carter both. TJ Brunson both, Kyler Fackrell both, Cam Brown for me. Below expectations, Mr. David Mayo, just like Mayo, and Devontae Downs, just like he's down because it was a down year for both of us. And no one in the awful section for this part. Next week, um, please check it out. Once again, we're going to be doing the secondary. We're going to have a few more players in that great tier, I think. And uh, yeah, so, so stay tuned for that. It's going to be another good uh, player tiers. It hasn't been good, really, uh, on the offensive side. So it was good to talk about this here on the defensive side. And I think we'll go to our picks now, although it doesn't matter anymore because I'm clearly the champion already. Uh, week 21 slash Super Bowl pick week. We both have the Chiefs. Um, I wrote an article, if you haven't checked it out already, came out last Friday, Super Bowl predictions. I talked about Brady. I talked about Mahomes, both teams I go into, and I give a score prediction on there. And if you want to place a bet, what you should place it on. So there you go. So I have my score prediction just from that article, and I'm keeping it. 27-20, Chiefs win this game. And then Alex has 24-23, a little bit closer, Chiefs. Uh, so so let's get into this just a little bit. You know, Alex, why do you have that close uh, score prediction? So I'm predicting the Chiefs officially, right? But I absolutely, for some reason, think the Bucs are going to win. But my official prediction, I know this is getting complicated over here, but I think the Chiefs will, if they do win, it's going to be a close game, right? I'm going to look stupid. Josh is going to quote me saying it's a close game. It's going to be like 57 to 0. But 
I think the Chiefs, the Bucks, two great quarterbacks, the mentor versus the apprentice, not really what it is, but it's it's going to be a really good game. I'm really excited to see it. I'm going for a close scoreline because I think the Bucks defense has been playing well throughout the playoffs, and if they can continue that, um, I think they can hold the Chiefs to 23 points. Bucks, I think, are 24 points, and I think the Bucks offense, they're going to be a little bit out, right? Antonio Brown is now ruled out for Sunday, so that's some news for them. Um, so he's not going to be playing. Um, and so that's going to hurt some of their productivity on offense. So that that's definitely going to um, uh, hurt, you know, them up there. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with a 24-23 Chiefs win. Antonio Brown has not been ruled out for this game. Um, but whatever you say, Alex, from the time of recording, Antonio Brown is actually available for Super Bowl 55. So don't believe Alex's misinformation. It was just on this subject. Everything else, Antonio, you know, everything else that Alex has informed you about has been logical. Just this one part of the podcast, and it's okay, Alex, I'll cut you some slack. Um, Antonio Brown is still available for Super Bowl 55. He might even be playing, so we'll have to see what happens. So don't know what sources Alex is getting that may be like a meme account on Twitter. But uh, anyway, <laughs> um, very interesting, Alex. Good to know. Uh, you know, I think you should maybe get into something that you do know a little bit more about, and that's the GiantTake.com. Me just realizing now that he's not on the ruled out list, he was on the limited list um, in practice. So sorry about that, everyone. Antonio Brown may or may not, but probably is still playing in the Super Bowl. So look forward to that. TheGiantTake.com. Go check it out. We have blog posts. We have episodes. Um, and you can click on the homepage, or you'll get right to the homepage when you click the or when you search up TheGiantTake.com in your search browser. And you scroll down, you put your email in where it says you want to join the newsletter and you get updates every time there's a new episode. So you can get updates um, when there's a new episode release, new blog posts, or when Antonio Brown injury updates happen. So make sure to check out that from there. Click support the podcast, which will take you to our Patreon, patreon.com slash the giant take, which has a $2 tier of fan requests, private community, and a shout out on the podcast. Yeah, I didn't say the uh, actual overall record of the picks. So, I mean, I don't know how you didn't miss it. But, I mean, if you happened to miss last week's episode, which you should go back and listen, um, you know, to first. But, anyway, the picks were Week 20 Conference Championship. Alex went 0-2. I went 1-1. And that made it unreachable for Alex to win. Uh, Alex finished with 159-93. to It's not over yet. And then I finished one. 61 to 91, which led Alex to make a paragraph on the spot about how much he loves Isaac Yadam uh, and praised him on last episode. So please go listen to that. It was a blast hearing that one. And also go follow Alex on Twitter at Anorian23. Alex, I should have done like change your bio to like Isaac Yadam lover or something like that. But maybe that'll be next time. Um, <laughs> go follow Alex on Twitter at Anorian23. Go follow me on Twitter at JoshOla29. Also go follow at the Giant Take Pod on Twitter. The Giant Take on Instagram and Facebook. That's our name there. Um, and then what else here? What else here? Talking Blues Pod. That's a Chelsea FC podcast that Alex and I do. Uh, Chelsea is going to be playing today when you're listening to this episode here on Thursday. If you're listening on Thursday, we're playing. Um, so go check out the game maybe in the afternoon after you listen to the episode of The Giant Take. Um so yeah, that's been going strong. Hopefully we'll get a guest on that podcast next week. Guest update for this podcast. Um, stay tuned for a guest towards the end of this month. Um, we're hoping to get him set up here on the Giant Take podcast. And it's going to be a former New York Giant. 
Um, he was on the practice squad this past year. So, you know, it'll be cool talking to him and hearing about his journey now is obviously he's going to be having to, I don't want to drop names, but he's going to be having to fight for a spot if he wants to go on an NFL team and probably, um, you know, have to start on the practice squad and move his way up. So we're really excited for that interview. That'll come towards the end of February. Look forward to that. Um, wherever you're listening, drop five stars, rating and review. Subscribe wherever you're listening. Alex is yelling at me to wrap it up, so we're going to be going here. Thank you so much for listening. Share with one friend. Share with friends and family. Be sure to share on your social media. Tag us at the Giant Take Pod on Twitter, at the Giant Take on Instagram or Facebook. If you understand anything I just said, please do it. If you didn't, then I'm sorry. Alex Rushman. That has been a wrap for episode number 79 of the Giant Take Podcast. I've been your host, Alex, always joined by Josh, and we'll see you next time with some more Giants news. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.